0: footballers dfs podcast coming to you from pristineauction.com studios with your hosts jake Sealy, chris Meany, and joe holka welcome
1: foot clan week 14. that was done dfs for the rest of us fantasy footballers dfs podcast if you're not part of the dfs pass on the site you can get the articles that Chris writes. I write. There's a ton more on there to make you get your winnings up. I mean, we're getting a lot of tweets, and I'll be like, "Hey, look at us!" Because I think we're good at that. We're not like, "Look at what I smashed in my tournament this week on DraftKings." But not mentioning the 90 tournaments we didn't do well in. Like some people, but we usually retweet the people who co- you guys who come to us and say, "Thank you, I won this," or "Thank you, I won that." And I'm, I I think that warms our hearts and warms our souls. What did you say, that guys?
2: I yes, think, I think I have more fun sweating your guys' lineups than my own these days, so it's always fun to see those <laughs> tweets come in that you guys had a good week. It makes it all kind of kind of worth it, I
0: guess. <laughs> this is the time of the year, Jake, right? Unfortunately, there's some people out there, maybe their season-long leagues are, are completely over. This is the first week of fantasy football playoffs, for most people anyways, in season-long formats. So hopefully we bring in a few more listeners and um, viewers, of course, um, and hopefully yeah. people keep winning.
1: Well, speaking of viewers, if anybody's watching this video, and if you're not, you might want to go check it out on Joe's Instagram and YouTube and all that type of stuff, but I'm sporting the Pete Carroll bandaged nose uh, that's also representing Barkley, who's next to me. She got spayed. She didn't handle it in the cone so well. That's where this came from on my nose. And yes, I have to wear a aid because it's that bad. She cut open the middle of my nose with the cone because she was freaking the hell out from the thing.
2: It's the moneymaker, man. I can't believe you let that happen.
0: Yeah, a uh, it's, Loser, Jake. Oh, jeez. Yeah,
1: I know. What is, no, it's Pete Carroll because he's finally <laughs> using Rashad Penny, so I have to give him support. Thank you Ooh, for finally using yikes. him. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys ready like to Just roll right into it. Although I feel like, did you guys even do the three-man last week that we always, somebody always sits
0: out in? <laughs> That blame me. I did it two weeks ago, and I think it was just you and I, Jake. And then last week I was I I was not in it. I
2: I can't even give Chris crap this week because I don't think I was in it this week either. But you did send me your lineup, Jake. So it looked like you had a pretty good week, though, right?
1: I did have a pretty good week, and that's why I was interested. And in. I checked it; and it was like, "Hey, your contest didn't run because the other two people were." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's too bad because I know that Joe had a good week as well, and I was all over the Rams. So, I mean, probably would have been a pretty good fight between us. Let's make sure we do it this week, folks.
2: Yeah, I think Jake's yeah. Jake's lineup. You were what, like at one point? It would have been probably came down to the wire. Like I had probably one of my best weeks of the year, but I know your team was right there, man. So it would have been it would have been a good three man.
1: It was, and it was actually the worst naked Jameis that I've ever had. Because yeah, because he didn't well. do a whole lot. No, because no, damn Ronald Jones didn't do much either because Peyton Barber <laughs> took everything. Well, <laughs> let's jump into running backs and let's talk cash for this week and get you guys some money.
2: Straight cash, homie.
1: Uh, speaking of cash, I forgot to mention and also say if you put in the code podcast, you get 10% off that DFS package. So make sure you guys are doing that and we'll start running back as always and the question that continues to be the question every single week joe you going back to christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey did not pay off last week christian mccaffrey did not pay off last week even if he was down at nine thousand dollars
2: I think the thing is, like last week, like he was like sixty percent on in cash. So even if he didn't completely get there, like you probably were still okay in your cash games, even in tournaments. Like he was so heavily owned. Like the tournament, I took down a couple of small field tournaments on FanDuel. Had McCaffrey, had Fournette. Like basically getting floor games from those guys. I had Tyreek Hill in that lineup for crying out loud. Like it's it's just really for these this type of volume. I, I still think that this time of year, I will say that maybe they end up kind of. Um, scaling it back a little bit but I don't know it, it still seems like it, a, a fine price tag for that type of volume when uh, this is a slate it feels like there's more running back plays than we've had in recent weeks like it's been it's been kind of tough sledding at running back uh, the last few weeks so um, sure I think McCaffrey is is always in play it's it the the weekly permission for people to, to jam him into their lineups I think you can make it work I don't love a lot of the value so far so hopefully we get something to open up like what kind of opened up uh, last week at, at tight end et cetera.
0: Yeah, I think that's dead on. It's it's just trying to find some value, and it just doesn't seem like there's there's a ton, at least not that I like, anyways. So uh, I guess it remains to be seen whether Dalvin Cook is going to play. Like if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, then all of a sudden you got Madison in there, who's who's pretty cheap, and you know he's going to be chalky. But if you're a cash game player, you like what we're talking about right now. I think you just take that quote unquote free square and you plug him in and you just move on. You get McCaffrey in there, and then you can spend other on other guys, but. Yeah, it's the same thing we've been saying, I think, all year. If you can find a way to get CMC in there, you go ahead and you do it.
1: Uh, see, I think you can try on FanDuel, but again, I'm just not doing it on DraftKings. I don't think you need to on DraftKings. Uh, I, uh, two of the top five predicted ownerships are chalky plays, and they're actually two of the guys I, were, I was in on, and I'm actually disappointed that they're chalky plays. So I'll give you my two, and then we can circle around back. It's, it's not number one. Joe's other boy is number one, which we'll get to at one point. But for especially the savings, Chris, they will give you the two. Uh, we've talked about it on throwback. I he, I put him as in a sleeper, quote-unquote, because I just want people to be able to trust him and whether or not you're trying to make your playoffs or trying to you know win your first playoff game. And then for DFS, if you're going to give me Devontae Freeman at that price, who in his first game back was out there for two-thirds of the snaps, that tells me they don't want to keep screwing around with the rest of those running backs. First game back gets that workload. And then he has the matchup of matchups of matchups who just made Adrian Peterson and Darius guys put up top five numbers on about 10 to 12 touches each.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Like that you said against the Saints when he came back, he got that full workload and Brian Hill was just thrown away. But, I mean, Hill was in this situation before against Carolina and and he wasn't great. I know Freeman hasn't been all that efficient. He's a better back. Yeah, don't put Hill in
1: the same conversation Right, but,
0: I mean, it's (laughs) – It's kind of close because, yeah, I think Freeman is better than Hill, but Freeman hasn't been all that good, and then they make the coaching change, and you wonder if Rivera was fired because everybody is running all over them. So how different of a defense is, are they going to look this week? I get it. I mean, it, I'll probably have a few shares, but I don't think Jake, honestly, even at 5-4 on DK, that I will play him in cash, um, even if he's going to get really? 20 touches. Yeah, I just, I just don't think he's all that good. And you'll get Julio back and Hooper potentially back this week, so... Maybe that'll open up the offense slightly, but, I mean, we haven't seen a, a good Freeman game yet this year, have we? I mean, maybe a couple early on, been. week four, five. Yeah, and I mean, it, again, I get it, but I, I just want to
1: in cash. Because he gets the rushes. I, I'm putting him in basically everywhere.
2: Jake, I, I think I'm kind of with you. I'm going to back you up on this one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Freeman. At 5,400, he had 17 carries last week. He had five targets through the air as well. Like, Carolina is, like, one of the worst teams at defending in the entire league. And this time of year, I mean – nice total at home like there's a lot of things that just I mean show me that I think that he's just pretty drastically underpriced at 5,400 I I think Chris hit the nail on the head if we don't get uh, Alexander Madison like we're gonna need I feel like one of these slots uh, to gain a little bit of savings because wide receiver looks a little bit tougher this week than I think we've had in weeks past feels like a a more wide open week in general so I'm hoping something comes up but if we don't get Madison uh, I do like Devonta Freeman I think as the kind of the clear uh, pay down option at running back and I think in cash games he's he's super safe. I definitely like right. him a lot more on DK, Jake. I mean, because of the,
0: the volume that he's had this year through the year, right? Five targets, four, eight. He had a couple games, actually, with, with at least eight targets. So, you know, I think he's a better price on DK at 5-4 compared to FanDuel, where you only get the half point and he's 6K over there.
1: Well, see, the thing is that I like FanDuel is the prices more favorable over there so it kind of offsets that what you're talking about like while the price is you know prettier you know obviously it loses a half point per reception so I think it balances out either way I love him alright so I'll go to Joe first on this one since he supported me on that one and you didn't so (laughs) so we'll see if he supports me on this one too I'm doubt. I actually don't think you will Joe because I feel like this is a backfield where you know you always want your volume guys and I feel like he deserves it and he's been getting it since he's come back hint hint and it's a great matchup. Austin Eckler can get his, but so can Melvin Gordon. And I really like Melvin Gordon. And I went to you first because you can bring in your boy on the other side of the ball. I think both of them are in play this week.
2: Man, we're surprisingly aligned. Like, sometimes we're a little bit on the other side, at least of the running back position. I I like Melvin Gordon this week. He's, he's 6,400 on drafting, 73 on FanDuel. Yeah, like, ideally, we don't want to kind of target these backfields where there's such a committee but I don't know again similar to the Carolina matchup like Jacksonville one of the worst teams against the run in the entire league like Melvin Gordon's volume has been scaling up pretty consistently over the last few weeks like I mean for this type of price tag saw 20 carries last week like he's still I mean he actually was one yard shy of the bonus as well like his past game involvement isn't elite by any means but I think in this matchup like and the price I think he's got to be one of the guys that you're considering paying down for he, he seems like in that range uh kind of I think he's stronger than Josh Jacobs I don't know if you guys disagree when it comes to that uh but Fournette on the other side they don't want to move his price on FanDuel which just seems kind of crazy to me I don't I don't really get it he's 7500 yeah. over there yeah I, I, don't, I don't understand like his his workload is is so unbelievably safe like the Chargers again another team that's not strong against the run but in particular running backs in the passing game 28th at defending those uh passing game running backs and I don't know I just seems way too I don't understand his price on FanDuel so I think he's almost a lock on FanDuel DraftKings of course like roster construction might lead you away from that and maybe you have to pay down to Melvin Gordon in the same game like both these guys I think you can play them both because they're both pretty game script independent as well Um, yeah I'm in on both of them man we're aligned so far Jake good for us (laughs)
0: like,
2: <laughs> I'm with you guys too. and This is kinda of why I was a little Yay. hesitant on,
0: on Freeman, just because I want to have both of these guys, right? I mean I wanna spend up at the running back position, but I understand if you want to get C M C you wanna to try to find some value. I don't think Cook is gonna play, so like Madison is definitely He's I think gonna be in play. Regardless, I think actually if Cook is even active, I think Madison becomes an interesting play. I know we're talking cash but in tournaments. But yeah, for net, I mean twenty three targets and eighteen catches over the last two games. I know game script has really favored him in terms of just getting all of those targets you wonder with minchu back under center if this is a more competitive game but even still as joe alluded to the volume has just been there with leonard fournette and for on the other side with gordon i mean jacksonville's given up a touchdown to a running back in every game since week eight i mean they've just been torched absolutely torched so i love both those calls uh, i think they're both in play in tournaments and in cash
1: all right so i got one more for you guys this isn't on mine this is a question for both of you guys And I'm asking it because he's not the starter on his team, but for his price and who he's facing, which we've said this entire year, backup running backs play him against Cincinnati and since seasonal, Kareem Hunt has already been dominating as a backup to begin with. Is there any way you touch Kareem Hunt because the price is still super low? He's already been great against regular teams, let alone the Bengals.
0: I don't think it's super low. I think it's to the point now where I don't want to pay, pay up for I don't want to pay 6-6 for, for Cream Hunt and his 13 touches.
2: Yeah, I, I don't it's think the price is low I at all. That's the exact thing I was going to say, Chris. He's way too expensive.
1: Six, six, he pays 6400 on Fanduel.
0: That's
2: uh, still too expensive.
1: I, yeah. I, that's why I brought up the question.
0: Oh, yeah, right. no, uh, fair. It, it, it is fair because it's the Bengals, and he has been productive. You're right, Jake. He's getting catches. If he finds the end zone, sure, but I think he really does need to find the end zone, so – I think he's just a little too expensive, and I actually like Nick Chubb. I I think I would go to him.
1: I I was going to pivot right to him so you can talk about him because (laughs) I, I, I love Nick Chubb this week.
0: Yeah, there, I guess there's really we're not breaking news here with, with the Bengals and, and their run <laughs> defense and how bad they've been so far this season. 157 rushing yards allowed per game. So I mean, Nick Chubb, Chubb is Chuck Nick Chub is still getting uh, a ton of volume, a ton of work. He's touching the ball about 18 to 20 times a game. So I like him. And we can't just gloss over Henry either and how good he's been, right? We got uh, to give credit Joe's with. Bring him up. Yeah, I got it. I know he's he was ready to tee him up probably, We've got to give him some credit there and let him take it away. But I mean, Derek Henry at least 140 rushing yards in three straight games that hasn't happened for a back since 2012 and AP like this guy has just been an absolute beast I know Jake you had some numbers in the throwback and just like in the second half of games but again I think we said it last week ever since this point last year he's basically been a top two running back in the league. He's been unbelievable. The touches are there, the carries are there, the yards are there, he's top three in in, in everything that you can imagine that you want. Touches per game, carries per game, yards per game. He's against Oakland too, and only eighty two hundred dollars. He's like his price. price on Fandle is pretty bad though. It's it's up to ninety one hundred on Fandle. Yeah, and
1: awesome. I no I, I brought it up because Joe likes to bring it up, not because he was right he was because that's my he made he made him my boy because I just brought boy. up Derrick Henry every single week. <laughs> I will say this for everybody out there listening. So I asked D'Angelo Williams on the podcast that we do. I asked him about the we hear the cliche – you know, wears down the defense, gets stronger in the second half. And, Chris, you mentioned it. It was Ben Gretsch. CBS, tweeted out a stat about Derrick Henry over the last four games, something like 30-something rushes for only 100-and-some-odd yards. But in the second half, it's like 50-something for 406 touchdowns. It's like ridiculous. So I asked D'Angelo that. I said, you know, we're sitting here, and the common thought is, oh, he gets stronger in the second half because he's a beast, because he's so big, he's hard to tackle. You don't want to tackle him. And he said that's true of most running backs, unless you're talking about, like, scat-back-level running backs. But most, any running backs, even your 210-pound guys, he said because what happens in the second half, if you can find a running back, and this is probably something we should look at, what Joe always talks about for volume. This is why you should look at those kind of guys because a running back in general, if he's guaranteed the touches, he's going to be getting the workload in the second half of the game, D'Angelo said it's not so much even the running back, it's the fact that the linemen have 350-pound guys leaning on them the entire game, so it's like playing MMA the entire game and what it's like trying to hold yourself up against somebody else then also trying to tackle somebody. And he said breaking tackles is much more hard. If he's, he said you try to break two, one, two tackles inside of five yards, you're expending more energy than running off an 80-yard play because that's just how hard it is to break a tackle in the NFL. So everybody's worn down in the second half. So if you can get down there, that's why running backs overall get stronger. So I bring that up to say all that to Joe's point you chase volume all the time. If you can find somebody with 20 touches. There's a good chance those bigger runs are going to happen in the second half anyway.
2: Yeah. I'm chasing volume is One thing, but chasing, I, I like, I, I've talked about it before with like guys like Alvin Kamara, guys like Leonard Fournette, like quality of touches matters, especially in DFS where we're so price sensitive. Like I want guys that are going to catch passes. Like sure. Henry made a ton of sense to me the week where he was 6,900 and we just didn't have any value on the slate. Sure. At that point, maybe you take your 20 touches on the <laughs> ground. Hope he goes nuts. Like, I mean, I talk about this a good amount, too. Like, total yards from scrimmage over the last four games is one of the only efficiency metrics I really look at for running back, and Derrick Henry is, like, leading the way over the last four games in that way. So, I mean, all the calendar narratives with uh, Derrick Henry uh, later in the season, sure, I understand all of that. Um, there's not a chance I'm paying 9100 for him on yeah. FanDuel. There's not a chance I'm playing Chubb on DraftKings. either. I don't, I don't like either of those guys, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I, I do think that Fournette is just severely underpriced on FanDuel. I just can't imagine paying... Uh, sixteen hundred more for Derrick Henry. Like, so I'm I'm struggling with that a little bit. How much you on that? So I think that for me, I would just prefer to go all the out to McCaffrey, play Fournette. I think there's a couple of guys we like. I I'm really all over Devonta Freeman at fifty four hundred. If you're paying down, I just would prefer to get a decent savings when it comes to that. These other guys just feel. A little bit overpriced to me, and maybe that's uh, just my biases coming out. have been, uh, I guess, well-documented that I struggle with these type of plays. And, and these are the type of weeks where it can come back to burn me, too. So, like, we actually have these guys all in really strong matchups as well. Like, there's a reason Chubb is in play. There's a reason Derrick Henry is in play. It's because these guys um, that they're facing can't, can't stop the run. So these are the type of weeks where, yeah, I mentioned that I really like a lot of plays, but it's also a week where uh, some of these plays that I typically don't go to could just bury me if uh, some of the other guys don't go off.
0: Jake, well, when you talk about it. ownerships, is that Freeman up at the top? Is that when you when you led the two no, guys? No, Leonard Fournette
1: like? number one. Leonard Fournette's one, Freeman's two. Gordon McCaffrey, James White, and uh, Chalk <laughs> Freeman. I, oh boy. I know. I wanted to bring up James. I don't think there's any way you pay six thousand on FanDuel, fifty-five $5, hundred on DraftKings. I could see some people chasing that. Uh, well, now obviously he's number five, but I wanted to go the other direction. Chris knows where I'm probably going with this, Joe. So I'll go to you first on this one. Let's talk about the team that James White just did it against, and let's talk about volume. Let's talk about the fact that Philip Lindsay doesn't have the snaps, but every time he's on the field, he's touching the dang ball because he's got like 16, 14, 20 touches in the last three games. He is touching the ball every time he's out there, and this is the Houston Texans team that just let James White go bananas in the passing game. The fact that Philip Lindsay's 5,300 and 6,400, I think more appealing on DraftKings, but is he in your consideration on DraftKings because of 5,300?
2: I think he's okay. Uh, It's more of a situation, too, where he always feels like he falls somewhere in that kind of in-between range in terms of his touches. And it it seems safe, but he hasn't really had, like, like they're not going to lean on him in this spot. I would be shocked at that. So if he gets there from a tournament perspective, I think he's going to have to break some big plays, which, like you said for the matchup could certainly happen. Those are just typically the type of things that I, I the type of chances I don't take at the position. And, and maybe that's if you're playing large field stuff, uh, of course, like guys like that, you're going to need to differentiate a little bit in that mid range. You're not just going to lock in someone like Devonta Freeman into 150 lineups. So you're going to need some other guys in that price range to make some salaries work. And, and 5,300, I, th- I think that he's a uh, totally fine on drafting 64, I think is a little bit pushing it on FanDuel. And I just really struggle with these running backs that have super low t- uh, team totals as well. Like, we touchdowns. It's like any position. So, like, I would prefer just to pay up for someone like Devonta Freeman with a 25-implied team total uh, in in comparison to someone like Lindsey with 16-point team total.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, too. I think it's a good point when you're looking at just team totals. Um, you know, how many points are the Broncos really going to score? And, and you alluded to it, too, Jake. Like, Freeman had more – more snaps than this guy and he didn't have more touches he wasn't more involved he had had more targets more catches which is a little surprising i guess but uh, i i typically i agree i I tend to especially in cash i mean i tend to stay away from a guy that's had fewer than 10 dk points in three straight weeks but um, i could see the appeal in in tournaments all
1: right some more tournament anybody running back cash wise before we move on to wide receiver
2: what do you guys think about Le'Veon Bell? I know he was sick or something, right? <laughs> Mispractice. But, I don't know. He's kind of – he's probably a little bit overpriced, too. But, I mean, Miami, if we're talking no. matchups, like, I no. think he's still in play. I don't know. I feel like we bring up no. Bell every no. week and we just exactly. kind of, like no. –
0: Chris,
1: you know who Le'Veon Bell is? You know who Le'Veon Bell is? He's Will Fuller. Because we bring him up every dang week and he hasn't hit – I mean, he hasn't hit since week one against Buffalo. I don't yeah, yeah, I was going like, say,
0: like, he's had 20 points three times, but he hasn't actually – Hit, you know what I mean? Like those twenty points. Isn't fine. that the
2: reason to play him? Because he hasn't yeah, hit yet, but he's been getting volume. It, oh, it it is. I mean, I'm playing. I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm literally putting him in my Fanduel lineup right now. <laughs>
0: I think in tournaments again, I, I I I was sick of writing him. I even joked last week when I wrote him up in the in the DFS passing tournaments. I said, guys, I just can't write Bell up in cash, but in tournaments, he's gonna hit one of these times, and and the time and to I have him is when everybody is. No, it's just because he does have that skill set. It is Miami. Um he just he's not the same bell as in Pittsburgh. this you know what I mean? Like we all know that. Again, it's not breaking news. He just hasn't you know, in Pittsburgh he had those thirty point games. He had those C M C games, right? He just this is a guy who's averaging fourteen DraftKings points per game. Yeah. Like he he's just, just a regular cow. He's not a bell cow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: I'm completely um, on the other side with this one this week. I don't know why. For some reason I just think that like this is the type of situation you look for in tournaments. Like the volume yes, is there. And there's a reason I bring up guys like Will Fuller too. It's because he's seeing the type of volume that makes sense for a blow up to happen at some point. Like that's what you want. Uh so running backs like I would take a shot on Le'Veon Bell every single time versus some of these super thin guys that are like five K. Like I, I just have no interest in those guys. I agree. Here's I agree my with issue. That
1: He's still number nine in projected ownership.
2: Okay, so maybe people are on it, but maybe the, since he's been sick and mispracticed, I don't know. I, I just think I Maybe like this game overall. Line. I want I want access to this this game. This Me is like too. my favorite Me game too. on the slate. So that's kind of why I was at I, least looking Well, for.
1: I have plenty of access if we get to wide receivers. We can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I have plenty of access. Freezing. Uh, so real quick, we don't have to talk about Patrick Laird because he's tournament, right? Yes, tournament. We'll, we'll save him. If, because yeah. I, the only reason I, I wasn't going to talk about him, but he's right there with Le'Veon Bell and projected ownership. So was there another name besides stupid Bell that you guys want to talk about? Here's the thing the jets if everybody's listening one thing to do with me is if i say something about the jets go the opposite way because until last week i found when robbie anderson hit for me all the weeks prior chris knows this all the weeks prior whatever i said about the jets the complete opposite happened so whatever i said i guess this is the week to play bell because i'm saying i don't want to play Bell.
2: man imagine imagine thinking that a guy that's going to touch the ball 20 22 times against the dolphins is just a terrible play he's got to be in play
0: is he gonna touch the ball that much, though? I mean, ten carries, twelve carries. He could be games. right. I've got him at
2: 18 right now, so maybe that's a little bit of. That's aggressive. fair. 18. 18's, 18s probably fair. I mean, we're When the coach
1: slash GM slash Lord of Psychoticness up there is ruining this team, <laughs> in addition to the offensive line, in addition to the most overrated quarterback presently playing, because every time Sam Darnold does anything good, people, oh my God, can you, you see the potential? And they just ignore the five games prior, but. Uh, Can you tell I kind of hate the Jets, but I like the wide receivers. Can we jump to the wide receivers? Because I do love the wide receivers. Let's
2: do it. Let's do it.
1: I'm not on on Robbie Anderson. I'm on Jamison Crowder in this game. I'm I'm pivoting away for Robbie Anderson for the Crowder play. Uh, But also, you want to guess who the number one projected wide receiver is?
0: It's not Crowder. No. Robbie? No? Oh Parker, yeah, obviously. There you go. Yeah. yeah, now's the time probably to get off Parker, as good as he's been, and as much as we've talked about him. I mean, he's basically been a sponsor of the show. Mm-hmm. He's like fifty six <laughs> yards and a touchdown in every he game but been. week two. Like honestly, I, I feel like we bring dirty. up Parker every week. I was We're a little really bit ahead. late. I was
2: late to the party on that one, but made up for it last week at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, is he too expensive now? It's six nine? I mean he's more expensive than six nine with seventy
1: two is not though. Keenan Allen,
0: like... Odell Beckham Junior shark like there's some guys here boyd that's your boyd Moore. last week yeah dj Moore, like he's more expensive than than a few guys that i have some interest in i don't know i think i may it pains me to say but i think i may have to fade parker this week i, I might play him in cash i mean oh, man i'm so confused It's just <laughs> like double digit targets every single week but i don't want parker at like 45 percent ownership i just don't
1: well so well right now it's 20 and you know that's probably going up because you know yeah forty five little... is over
0: exaggerated a bit but yeah 20, but yeah, no. 20 plus
1: I mean already at twenty it's nineteen I rounded up one percentage but you know so if you look at 19, 20 percent as of Thursday that that's that's a really high number period for wide receiver let alone what I'll tell you is how about we drop four hundred dollars on DK does that sound good how about we well I'll ask you the FanDuel question in a second because they are the same price. But if you drop, you drop $400 on BK Chris, you'd get Jarvis Landry. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like, Landry and Beckham. I know the Bengals' defense has been a little bit better lately. Carlos Dunlap, Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, they've played some weak teams over the past three weeks, but they have been a better unit. But Landry has just been – he's been so consistent. He's top three among wideouts and targets over the last six weeks. Like, every single week this guy is getting double-digit targets. He's found the end zone. Odell's had that top coverage, and hes it's just opened things up. I I. I don't know if Baker's going to play. I think at that price, like cheaper than Parker. I think both of those guys are, are in play. I think they, Cleveland's an interesting stack in tournaments.
2: Yeah, it's one of those situations, too, where, like, we were talking about Hunt earlier and Chubb. Like, I would just much prefer to go to the passing game in this spot, so totally with you there, Chris. I th- I think that Odell is, is really interesting, so, like, if you can just looking at, um, like, their metrics are all very similar outside of one very key one, like yards per out run. Like, Odell is, like, really down on that. His total yards over the last four is really bad as well, so, like, on paper, Jarvis looks like the better play. I guess I want to know what ownership's going to be like, if it's going to be um, drastic one way or the other, like maybe it is a time to kind of jump on OBJ is like a little bit of a buy low, like Cincinnati, like just give me all these guys against Cincinnati, like 32nd, best team at defending the deep pass. So if they are going to see some of those types of targets, like those are the type of guys I, I would be super interested in. And, and like, like, those are mid-range prices, basically. Like, wide receiver, I feel like a lot of these guys are kind of juiced up. Like, Tyreek Kills, over 8K. Michael Thomas, over 8K. Devontae Adams, 8K. Like, all these guys are expensive. Parker, 6,900. DJ Moore, 7K. Like, you can't play all these guys anymore. So, it's nice to have a little bit of a, a mid-range option as well with these, these Cleveland guys. So, I'm with you, man.
1: All right. So, where else you got? I mean, I do have others, but where else are you looking, Jeff?
2: I think that someone that's super interesting this week is Christian Kirk. If we wanted to kind of move t- a tier down in salary, 5,200. Uh, a lot of people played him last week in particular, 5,900 on Fandle is still a really nice price point for him as well. Uh, he's still someone that's a uh, top 12 in weighted opportunity over the last four games. So I, I think that the, everyone that kind of played them last week isn't going to want to go back to that spot. Um, not a fantastic matchup by any means against Pittsburgh, but uh, they are at home. And I think that the volume is kind of always there for this Arizona team. And, and I want the guy that's seeing the, the most valuable target share. And to me, that's, that's still Christian Kirk.
1: Where are you on that, Chris? Because I'm fading this game from the Arizona side altogether.
2: Yeah, you and I talked Monday about
0: Kyler, and I just uh, – I'm out on the Arizona offense, too. I don't i don't love the matchup. I think it's an interesting Kacharian play if you if you want to go Kirk in tournaments. I totally get it. The upside is, is definitely there. But, yeah, what I said last – what I said to you on Monday is just – I know they wouldn't rush and put Kyler out there, you know, their franchise quarterback, if he's not 100%. But he just didn't look the same. I know he ran one in. And he just – it, it, he didn't look like the same guy against the rams and pittsburgh is no joke The the defense is pretty solid so I, i'm kind of out on on kirk again just a tournament thing but some other wide receivers in this range i know i just i mentioned boyd but if cleveland is gonna roll i mean boyd has averaged 10 targets per game with andy dalton under center the the offense has looked a lot better with him so i mean i don't mind him I mentioned him last week he turned out to be an okay play Zach Pascal, he's probably going to be pretty chalky but if we're talking about him in cash I mean who's there with the Colts like there's just so many injuries in Indy and, and 10 targets seven catches over 100 yards last week he's had some decent games he's had some games where he's disappeared he hasn't been there but without T.Y. Hilton you go back to week seven he had a good game a 100 yard game there as well he had a 72 yard game against the Raiders in a good spot so against the Bucks, I, I mean I don't mind that play.
1: I don't mind it. I'm fading him in tournaments because you know how I feel about the wide receivers that can't handle being the number one. The good Mm. side of it is that, the Bucs don't really have anybody that can handle a number one, let alone a number two. So uh, for that game, I mean, he's the fifth highest projected ownership at wide receiver. And that's why in tournaments I'll just steer clear and I'll try to find somebody else in that price range just because of that concern. And you know, who happens to be in that price range? I'm going to go back to it. James Crowder, like everybody's on Robbie Anderson, deservedly so after last week, everybody's on Zach Pascal, everybody's on Michael Thomas and DJ Moore and Devonte Parker. Those are actually your top five over at FanShare sports, by the way. And James Crowder, Outside the top 15, that's my pivot play. And Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, he's like, wait. Yeah, he barely squeaks into the top 20, and I'm actually shocked by that. Where's Odell on that list? Uh, he is two spots behind Landry. One spot behind Tyreek.
0: Okay, so not completely forgotten about.
1: I'm going to yeah. go one, two, three, four more spots. Now outside the top. Actually, he's 25th, and you guys didn't bring him up. And I'm going to plug him in there. I don't care that he's big play reliant because guess what? He's getting the volume. He is the number one. He's going to be in my lineup until his price goes up. James Washington, James Washington, James Washington.
0: Ooh.
2: Interesting. I I kind of am on the the other side of that one. I think I, I think just from a price perspective, I prefer Deontay Johnson. Um, but I, I think that more has to do with kind of where you like to be, beat Arizona um, on the field. So I, I think both guys are totally. I, I honestly don't have a huge take one way or the other. But I, I think that the other one was kind of my first instinct. So what, what was what, what kind of puts him uh, in terms of Washington over Deontay for you if you just had to have one of them? talent okay yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, and he goes duck hunting
2: with his boy hodges every week and, okay. report. in all seriousness the a usage position really where that matters yeah. the usage
1: has been there and then if you told me 10 targets for washington 10 targets for Deontay, like let's say deontay got the same amount let's say they both get 10 targets the big play slash ability period those are like so the big play ability i kind of did like a well, wheel of fortune where you connect the middle word there's <laughs> the big play ability ability overall uh that's it's significantly better in james washington for me whereas he can turn 10 targets at the 7 for 150 and 2. Deontay Johnson probably turns into like 5 for 90 in a touch.
2: That's fair. I think the the one thing that I did like about both of these guys, their yards per outrun, run, is, is very high. Uh, Washington at 6K is a tough one to click for me. I think that's kind of why I was just uh, looking to pay down if I was to go to that spot. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more interested in this Arizona and Pittsburgh game than it sounds like. And it sounds like you guys do uh, i think that the at least the the target share should be relatively condensed we'll, we'll talk about vance mcdonald the tight end to it but i think is a little bit overpriced as well but uh we'll get there <laughs> the, the
1: arizona they knew that was coming i both sites planned this out it was like yep we're just gonna kind of artificially anytime somebody's facing arizona boom 20 percent price increase yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: Except for Piggy, because they thought everett was gonna play yeah no, that's true all right so where else are you looking chris um for cash um i don't know man like I, I, other than the, some of the guys we've mentioned there's a couple that i i could bring up in tournaments uh, a little bit later on well, we'll um them. yeah we'll save them um in cash there's really there's really no one else i mean maybe edelman well, then like, let me ask you again in that price like parker is six nine maybe i'll just like spend another two hundred dollars against KC for for julian edelman i mean in, in cash again like it's just a guy you have to go all the way back to week five where Edelman hadn't had double-digit targets, and he had nine in that game. So it's just a guy that you just know every single week he's going to get you from 15 to 25 DK points, and it's exactly what he's done in every single week since week four against the Bills.
1: Yeah. All right, so let me ask you, and then, Joe, same question to you, so follow it up. I'm going to give you wide receiver 11 and 16, and I'm surprised their ownerships are this high, but they're sub-5 and sub-6K, so I kind of get it. Mike Williams and Curtis Samuel.
2: These are two guys that I guess haven't done a good job with overall this year because they always seem like they're seeing valuable targets. But I guess you have to kind of uh, differentiate where those targets are coming from too. Like these are always by low guys, but like as far as catchable targets go, I think these guys have to be. um, I mean, considered as as some of the ones that definitely have some more volatility there. So I don't really like either guy, to be completely honest. I had to pick one. I think it would probably be Mike Williams, but I think there's at least two other guys on the Chargers that I like more. Jake, when's the last time you've,
0: you've seen a wide receiver lead the league in yards per catch and have zero touchdowns? It's Mike uh, Williams.
2: I'm not, I'm not it's a hard to
0: believe. It's Bureau, so I don't have that off <laughs> the top of my head. Okay, okay, okay all right, all right. Give <laughs> me too much credit there, I guess. Uh, no, but 20.5 yards the, the per touchdowns.
1: catch. Well, we have both zero touchdowns yeah so that and then dj more or not Yeah, not dj Moore. robert woods leading in almost yeah, another, receptions another and no guy. touchdowns like two yeah,
0: both of them amazing i mean williams didn't do a whole lot as a rookie he was behind the eight ball I think he basically had like a fractured back neck that that rookie season zero touchdowns and then last year we'd have eight or nine and then this year I mean zero 20.5 yards per catch it's it's unbelievable I don't remember the last time I've seen I mean Kenny Galladay is second with 20.2 he's got nine TDs I mean Hardman is 19.6 he's got five Washington you mentioned is in the top five as well he's got a couple scores so um You wonder if eventually those touchdowns are going to come. He is that big play guy. I mean, the, the yard's right there. He's a red zone target for Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, the Jags have given up a ton of, of points over the past couple weeks. I think I would go there in tournaments, but uh, I'm a little hesitant in cash. But it's just interesting. I just wanted to bring that up because usually the, guy, no. the leaders are Marvin Jones, Sean Jackson. These guys are always fun in the end zone.
1: Well, then you answer the other question because he's tied for 12th Robert Woods in receptions at 64 with zero touchdowns. The other three people – no two people and then one with 63 have six four and seven touchdowns who gets the touchdown first mike williams or robert woods
2: (laughs) oh man um mike williams but maybe they might have to go to Tarad taylor
0: (laughs) 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 which one would you take joe
2: i think i'm on the Woods side of that i kind of liked uh, at least what i saw last week but it was against arizona so maybe take that for what it's worth but um I don't know. It's these, these, both of these guys have been really frustrating. If you've been kind of following along with their, their target share, like they should be underpriced, but there's got to be something to be said for these guys that just like literally never get in the end zone. Hopefully they can kind of uh, regress back to the mean and that. Uh, but, yeah, I think Wood's for me, but I'm, I'm still going to kind of wait and see on both for now, I think.
1: Right, and see, that's the difference between regression and being due. Being due is not a thing because True. both of them technically – well, no, technically both of them have been on a positive regression turn for right. weeks now. But if yeah. you if they're quote-unquote due, that means they should have hit. hit, and then they should have hit, and then they didn't hit last week. and they st- So every single week they're technically due for a touchdown. It's the positive regression. Well, that's over 100 scenarios. You're eventually going to get it, but that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, I will tell you guys this. I'm not going naked Jameis this week because I'm putting Chris Godwin in. I'm, I'm chasing the – it's not perfect, but it's as close as we can get to some predictability in the fact that when they're tired or with the lead – it's Chris Godwin time when they're down by at least a touchdown. And that's, prob- that's the problem. The down, down by like the th- field goal into that range of like right there, that's where we kind of get really sketchy. It's hard to predict. But the down by the touchdown or more is a lot of Mike Evans, especially for the air yards, which you were, what you were just bringing up for Mike Williams, Chris. So I am going with a little sneak preview, Jameis Winston and Chris Godwin this week, because I feel like this is a win game and a controlled game. Not a control as in like, I, I actually think there's going to be a lot of points in this game period.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean I can't argue Chris Godwin. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play him. I Even think so. in cash. We've been yeah. staying away from these guys in cash. I have been, yeah, I have been staying away from both of them in cash. Um, but I, th- I still think that um, you could. Uh, I'm just more. I'm more in the mindset that I want to spend up at the running back position. So if I'm going to spend up for two backs that are near near 8K, then it's going to be hard for me to get in Chris Godwin. But um, right. Yeah, I mean, you can switch your mindset up a little bit. You can go Freeman if if Cook is out. You can go Freeman, Madison if you want. and Then you can really spend up at some of these some of these wide receivers.
1: Joe, I did what you suggested last week, and they both cashed. Yeah, I well, did the I did the Winston with. Uh, uh, Godwin and the Winston with Evans, and they both hit only because I had Woods and Parker in both
2: lineups. I'm telling you, man. If you did that the whole season, you'd be extremely rich right now. I, I think in terms of Godwin and Evans, one thing that is uh, really nice about that situation is like both of those guys together have finally kind of climbed above that 50% of the team's targets over the last two weeks, and, that, and that's where they were most of the season, but there was like kind of a, a, a two- or three-week dip there where they were spreading around a little bit more. Um, I guess that's uh, one thing that's a little bit of a concern is Jameis has only got 28 and 33 attempts in, in those spots in particular. So I think that going back to one of them is fine. Evan or Godwin is the one that I've kind of skewed towards at that price point, most of the season. So, um, mostly aligned with you there. I I think that there's been spots to attack with Evans, but this one, I think shapes up a little bit better for Godwin with, uh, with Indy kind of, uh, just they're willing to kind of give up some of those underneath throws for sure.
1: All
0: right. Anybody else before we move on? What are you guys um, doing? Uh, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. There's one other
2: guy I had, but go ahead.
0: Um, well, I was just going to bring up some of these top dogs like Thomas and Tyreek. Um, you know, are we afraid of the matchups? No, if you
1: can find a way, I'm not afraid of Thomas. Tyreek. Nah, but Tyreek's more of a tournament because Thomas, I know, is going to always get his volume. Tyreek. Just because of that offense, just because of him himself, I mean, it's three catches and he could turn three catches into 120 yards and two touchdowns. But right. I don't know if the volume is there in this game, and that's my only concern of why I would move to him towards an, like in a tournament.
2: I think Tyreek. I, I mean, he was basically what held my team back uh, from having a legitimate Sunday Million Sweat last week. So if I could sort of played Adams in that slot, so maybe I have some. Uh, I'm a little bit upset with Tyreek right now, but don't you, I guess maybe I'm misremembering this, but the last time they played New England, didn't they have a ton of safety help over the top? Uh, to kind of try and defend Tyreek a little bit, I'm not. I'm not sure if they're going to do that again. But it's don't hard to do anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Um, they have so much talent there. Maybe it really doesn't matter. But 8100, yeah, I think he's tournament only for me as well. I, I have a little bit. Uh, I guess I have some concerns with this New Orleans and San Francisco game overall. I originally thought that maybe kind of taking some price discounts on these Saints would would make some sense. I I guess how how strong San Francisco has been against quarterbacks kind of that remain in the pocket has been pretty substantial this year. So I'm not really on Michael Thomas this week at at the top end. At the top end, I think I guess would prefer um, to kind of maybe even just move down a tier to some of these other guys we talked about in kind of the mid-6K range. Same I think Andrew. Adams is in play. I, I think yeah. Devontae we we brought him up last week and double digit targets in, in
0: what six straight games now? Five straight games? Four since he's been since he missed a few, right? He was he was absent from week five. Josh to Norman's been week benched. Eight. Yeah, no. Is that Not a good that thing? That actually or a might be a
1: bad thing <laughs> <Right>. for <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, agreed. 100% <laughs> actually. But um, for Adams, I mean, double digit targets. So, one thing with Rodgers, Rodgers is interesting because it's been a whole lot of running backs. So I was looking at Aaron Rodgers just a little bit deeper in terms of just fantasy points. I mean, He's failed to hit the 15-point mark in fantasy in seven of his 12 games this season, and 12 and fewer in three of his last four. But he has taken advantage of some soft matchups. Last week, he took advantage of a soft matchup against the Giants. I think this week is a soft matchup against Washington. There is that fear that you know, double-digit point favorites at home that they'll just use Adams or uh, Jones and Williams nonstop. But I, even still, if they are up big in the second half, then you figure Rodgers and Adams probably hooked up a couple times. So I do like that price. I just have a little fear in cash that it could be just the running backs, which we've seen all year. But Adams is, is trending up. He's found the end zone three times, I think, in his last two games. So I I, I agree with Joe. I don't Thomas, there's ways to get him involved. You know, those little quick slant routes, those easy catches that they always seem to to pull off. But if I was to pick one of the top jeez, five, including Diggs and Jones, I think Adams is for sure the the one I want to play.
1: Alright. Any others? I mean we kinda of were like, oh, I don't know, and then you start throwing like five <laughs>
0: names there
2: this wanna talk about those top dogs just wide receiver's hard this week. I, I there's nearly no one even like sub four K that I mean, I that I like right now, which is scary considering some of the guys we're going to be trying to get in. I, Auden Tate's 4K. Maybe he's got um, something coming his way. I could, make, I could kind of piece around uh, at least some sort of argument for Auden Tate as kind of a regression guy too, but I don't know. I think it's really thin down there this week for sure.
1: All right. And let's talk quarterbacks since you guys brought up a lot of quarterbacks in that discussion. And, I mean, you know where I'm going. I, I just basically – if I can find a way to plug and play Lamar Jackson – I feel like now it's this week he's finally getting the Russell Westbrook Christian McCaffrey treatment. and It's kind of hard to get him in there. So if I don't, my immediate pivot is straight to Jameis Winston and I'm done. Like those are my two picks and I'm done. I've been doing it all year long. And as you mentioned, Joe, it's been working all year long. So I'm not going to go away from it now.
2: I mentioned this last week, I think that the Jameis one is something that I struggle with personally because I really value efficiency at quarterback, but there's got to be a point too where volume has to be in your consideration. So like Jameis, like at that point, like he's got to be in your consideration every week. Like his average intended air yards is actually leading the entire slate. 10.3 is a massive number for that. It's it's ahead of guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like Jameis is going to huck it deep. So um, I actually have some interest in the Indy defense, so uh, I'm not really on. Jameis this week. Um, One guy that is actually pretty interesting to me overall is Ryan Tannehill because he's 5,800. And I don't think we've played him much recently because of how uh, much they've been running. And that's certainly a concern. But I I do think that against Oakland and talking about a guy that throws deep, like, Tannehill, I don't think, is getting enough credit this year. Like He's uh, 9.1 yards per attempt. Like Again, like that's one of the highest on the entire slate. So I'm, I'm in on that in particular because Oakland is one of the worst teams at defending the D-pass in the league, 30th there, and he's going to give you a little bit of rushing upside as well. So Tannehill at 5,800, I think that it's a really nice price for him this week and when we're going to be kind of trying to find some savings somewhere.
0: Yeah, 9.1 is, leads the league. Yeah. Um, unbelievable, Tannehill, and he's his second in completion rate. 72.7, and he, he runs around. We've we've brought him up a couple times. I know Jake likes to – what is it, the counting Crows? Yeah, you're running, yeah. running around. Oh,
1: running around this town. Um, yeah. Whatever, but he's,
0: saying. Yeah, this whatever they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they're saying. They're saying, right, Tannehill is going to get paid <laughs> and bring the Titans to the playoffs. My goodness. But, yeah, I like that price 5-8 against Oakland. You want to spend down even more. I mean, your boy Minshew wanted to save him for you, Jake. I don't know if you want to go that way. I mean, 5-4? <laughs> Right? We haven't even brought up any of the Jags wide We just kind of. Well, that's because it's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup for Chark, but is it a bad matchup for, for Westbrook it's, or Conley? It's
1: all of them. It's just, it's going to come down. Look, one of them is guaranteed to hit. I'm going to say guaranteed. One of them is guaranteed to that's hit. Why, hit. The is, and, <laughs> True, so, so that's why you just play Lenny. Don't like, even mess around with those guys. Or, no, no, no. To, to or your just Christmas play point, Naked Chris,
2: uh,
1: No, but Naked Minshu, but when we go back to, what do I say, Chris? Buy the cake, not the icing. Buy buy the Beowulf cake and enjoy it.
0: Buy tough, it. Yeah, t- I, t- I t- mean, t- t- lock t- look, t- lock look. Okay, I guess. I mean, Sutton found the end zone twice last week.
1: Okay, I guess. <laughs>
0: it it was, I guess. Like you, just, you got I me, watched you got parts me, of like, that game. you? Was...
1: You're you're, you're are, you better not pull me off naked, Jameis, because he's not naked. <laughs> like, you're making me think twice now. All of a sudden,
0: you should at five four. How much are you going to save from from Jameis? Oh, only a K, only one thousand. Um, but still only a K that's that's
1: pretty significant
0: and the I know price it difference is on he's don't yeah, know, 1100 cheaper
1: on FanDuel yeah
2: that's not bad I, I like Minshew I, I think I strongly prefer Tannehill <laughs> for 400 more <laughs> Minshew's 6600 on FanDuel though that's like a pretty crazy low price tag over there so I think that's where I would probably go there if I wanted to
0: yeah he's
1: locked
2: yeah. in
0: wait he's 56 I
1: thought he said 66 no, 66. 66
0: yeah oh, yeah he's 66 yeah. Some of these other quarterbacks that I think I would spend up on, if Thielen plays, I think I'd play Cousins. I mean, Cousins has been pretty solid. He's been pretty consistent. I mean, um, you have to, again, at least 18 DK points in every game but one since week four. Again, it'd have to be Thielen. I I just, the matchup is great against Detroit. I know maybe they'll get up and they'll run, but I have a hard time spending up for quarterbacks. I know 6'7 seems like a lot. I probably honestly just have a lot of Minshew and Tannehill. Week 14, let's go.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I mean, we're talking about all my favorite people. So this is fun. It's all Tannehill. Man, whatever, Tannehill. Well, Anybody t- else at quarterback that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah I mean,
2: I think we've skipped over one of the best games on the slate from a fantasy perspective this Jets and Dolphins game. Let's it's go. Patrick. Let's go. I like Darnold a bit, too, which is, I guess, really. Nah, I mean, we, we talked about all these guys we like. We might as well talk about someone that's in play that we don't like a ton of. I, I don't know. He threw the ball 48 yeah, well, times I he last, did week. Did last week. I mean, I still think that this is – is there a better get-right spot than Miami? I don't know. He's yeah. 6K, so you're not yeah. getting a big no, discount on no. price.
1: <laughs> There's a better get-right quarterback. It's anybody. It's just it's get <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, he's going to get right. Well, oh, watch him go belly up again. I hope he goes belly up again. Screw you, Sam Darnold. He's in worse place for me. You don't Play know him, Jake. Play no, him. He's you know because you him put him in, in worse place,
0: game. he's going to ball out this week.
1: Yeah, he's going to throw four touchdowns and 400 yards. Well, you love goes,
0: Crowder. Drive
1: to New Jersey and yeah. stab him in its freaking eye.
0: You love Crowder brooks <laughs> I <edit>
1: that too. <laughs> well i said stab him in the eye I they stab him in the heart you he still live He just oh. yeah i don't think you'll notice anything different in this passing game with one eye
2: you guys you guys realize when you make more work for brooks you also make more work for me and when i have to edit the youtube right
1: what's wrong with stab him in the eye I didn't... <laughs> it wasn't like the festival i was talking about earlier this year
2: yeah fair enough um i don't <laughs> know like
1: that nobody knows about <laughs>
2: I, I guess I'm a little more interested. If the Jets, uh, if that's where my stand this week, that's a little bit scary, but I, I like I like, Dal- I like Darnold quite a bit in this spot. Like the, When they played earlier this season, this was still a game that was nice from a fantasy perspective. So, um, I don't know. This is the time of year where you have to do some weird things to be different, and I think this is a spot that could be like kind of an underrated shootout with some pretty clear options in terms of stacks. So, uh, I'm kind of in on it, I guess. I, I think Darnold's okay. I prefer Darnold to Fitzpatrick, which is probably bad, but that's where I'm at.
0: Chris? Um, Yeah, I I actually like both. I, I agree with Joe. I mean, I like this game. I think there's going to be some points scored. And, yeah, it's hard to get away from either of them. And Fitzpatrick is just... He just keeps slinging it. He just keeps slinging it. I mean, every, no matter where, what team he's on, he just forces the ball to, to his number one wideout. Gasecki showed up. Shout out, Gasecki. Joe, last Let's week. He was, we're about he was to.
1: Well, right, you want to just go to tight end so you can bring him up.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, i just to the point where Fitzpatrick and Darnold are just they're they're throwing the defense uh, on either side. I mean, the Jets have some players on defense, but even still, I think both of these quarterbacks are at 6K. I think they're both in both in play. If I had to choose one. It may, it may be Darnold
2: first place. Full Jets onslaught on my team in the three-man this week, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go Are you, You're going Giseki at tight end?
2: Uh, I don't know about that. I, I prefer. I still think Parker's okay. I, I guess I'm not willing to jump off that train after I just kind of got on it a few weeks ago. Uh, so I might ride that out a little bit longer. I think he's priced where he should be at this point. But yeah, Gusecki's fine. That's the great thing about uh Miami is you have a pretty good idea of where the ball is going to go I think unless you're on uh uh, Patrick Lair Island with a couple guys on Twitter recently so uh I don't know I I think that he'll end up actually drawing a little bit of ownership on drafting especially if we don't get uh the Madison uh kind of free square to open up uh hashtag free square but I don't know tight end stuff I I think Gasecki is definitely in play if you guys want to go over there I I could do my Gasecki victory lap but last time I did that Jake was just like oh you bring him up every week and then he smashes well he's got touchdowns and back-to-back games so how how do you like me now (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right we can certainly go there i'm not actually the, the gasecki price is just it's not bad but i i'm dropping down even further i don't know about you chris i don't, I don't want to steal I'll, I'll wait for last for mine
0: yeah interesting to see who you're gonna drop down to um oj howard no chance
1: no don't try um, to guess just
0: yeah <laughs> i mean uh, i i don't mind gasecki again i i like that i like that matchup uh gasecki griffin they're both in that kind of that same price range um, Griffin's got that Q next to his name, so who knows, you know, where the ownership's going to go there. Jack Doyle, I think, is in play again. He was pretty chalky last week, but he paid off for us, you know, with all those all those injuries in Indy. Eleven targets, six grabs, seventy-three yards, found the end zone. He's been he's been great when Eric Ebron is is not around, so um, I don't mind him. And then, obviously, all the way up at the top, I mean, Kelsey, uh, I do like Kelsey. If they're going to try to find a way to eliminate Tyreek Hill. Don't know who is going to be carrying the ball in KC, and I don't think it matters. So uh, I don't mind Kelsey, but that's more of a tournament play. That I think than cash one.
2: You know, you know what's kind of scary. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, second on the slate in routes run over the last four games. You know who's number one and number three? Gasecki and Vance McDonald. Yikes! So like I, I mean, that's something that I'm paying a lot of attention to at this position. Of course, uh, both have uh, pretty low totals. Good matchups, Jets and Arizona, of course, below below average against tight ends. So yeah, no issues paying up for Kelsey, but I think there's some cheap options. I, I want to hear Jake's really cheap play because that's obviously what we prefer to do at tight end. Uh, so I'm well, kind we, of hold on, we got. I'm more in the mid range bring this up week. Vance.
1: Yeah. We, we, like so there's Vance, nothing else to say. The, he's 4300. No, he's yeah, playing yeah, against Cardinals, the, but the price that they slapped on him, I mean, it makes it like oh, less appealing. He's 1K too expensive. Well, because the biggest thing, so if I'm gonna pay up that high. And I already did it for one lineup. I'll give you a little hint. So for that high, I found an extra four hundred dollars on Fanduel to get Darren Waller.
2: On Fan, yeah, on Fanduel. How do you? I don't think you can justify the Vance like at fifty eight hundred. No, That's ex- egregious. Mean.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, He's but, just had a brutal year, but it's Arizona, so you just be you'd be silly at this point watching them last week and and just Goff. I mean, he made everybody. He was throwing the ball around to a lot of people, but every time he threw the ball to Higby. He was completely wide open. There's absolutely nobody around. I mean, you can go back all year to, to this matchup, so I mean I get it. would be silly not Three to have one line.
1: Two games and one player it didn't work out with. It didn't work around work out with the Saints and Josh Hill. It didn't work out with Tyler Eifert and the Bengals. And Evan Ingram actually didn't work out because it went to Rhett Ellison. I'm yeah. to the, freaking Rhett Ellison ruining everything in that Perfect. game. But uh, no, so I'll, I'll give you the one because, again, the, the Vance McDonald, and also to your point, Chris, over on DraftKings, if you go up 300, similar to the up 400 for Van, uh, Darren Waller, if you go up 300 for Vance, you get Jack Doyle. So yeah. I just think to, to your point, Joe, like when you see the price in that range. So I'll give you somebody who ran 87% of the snaps last week, who was on the field a ton. Target percentage has been a little bit inconsistent, but we like his quarterback we've already brought up. He has 3,100 on DraftKings. He is 4,900 on FanDuel. He is the John O' Smith.
2: It's interesting. I don't hate that. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a John O' Smith truther just because of what he's done in preseason DFS. But I, I don't, outside of, like, the matchup looks pretty, like, middle of the pack, but target shares is important. And that, if that's someone that we can pay all the way down for, I don't like anyone else all the way down there. So I, I could get behind that.
0: Him and Tannis? Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. You. He's been pretty quiet lately, but um, I actually don't mind the matchup. I know they've been decent against tight ends, but, yeah, against Oakland. You can pass on them, for sure. Um, Should we keep an eye on the weather? Would that change your mind at all, Jake? I know we brought up that on Monday or Wednesday. Weather
1: doesn't affect me until – so for everybody out there, I included in my article over at The Athletic every single time, there's a link at the top to when I talked about it earlier this season, weather concerns. Just remember the easy numbers, 15, 25, 35. 15-plus wins, you start tie breaks. It's still not that big of a difference. You still play your studs, but if you have a tie break and you're trying to flip-flop between, that's your tie break. 25 plus wins now you start benching people and then 35 and below you start benching people mostly in the passing game the running game actually the only way i felt like this article that did the study the only area that the running game really ever takes a hit it's not rain it's not snow it's not wind it's not coldness it's when the temperature gets to 90 plus which kind of makes sense because these players start getting exhausted
2: I think one thing, too, and I think I mentioned this last week, but Adam Levitan, he brings this up all the time when it comes to the wind and weather, is we have no idea what the wind is like in the stadium, and I think that that's something you're never going to get from your weather app, so... Um, I mean taking it a step further this is a spot where you probably do need to kind of dig a little bit deeper and see what the beat writers are saying in the stadium like what what the conditions are like on the field so it's a hard thing to quantify I totally agree with Jake that at least historically that 15 mile per hour wind is when things start to drop off a little bit in the passing game so yeah I like keep an eye on it but um, last week totally missed just thought that Um, this KC game might go a little bit lower on than it ended up being, especially on FanDuel, like Tyreek Hill still ended up being extremely popular. So uh, I think sometimes you can talk yourself out of good situations. Don't blow up all the research you did all week just because someone on Twitter is freaking out about the wind on Sunday morning. That's a a great way to lose money.
1: And then we always know LaShawn McCoy is a beast in the snow, so maybe we can get a snow game before the end of the season. Mm -hmm. All right, so anybody else before we move to tournaments?
2: Jack,
1: thumbs up. Good? Yeah. Chris, good good for you? Good. All right. Let's talk tournament. You down with GPP? So I'm going to tie these together, Chris. Defenses. We're starting there because we didn't do defenses in cash. I just want to know who you're looking at because usually, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just I'm pretty much playing the same defense. It's just defense. Like I don't I really differentiate between a tournament lineup and a you know, cash game lineup for defenses.
0: Yeah, no me neither. I, I typically the first thing I, I tend to do in tournaments is look down at the very bottom to see which <laughs> which defense I can plug in. So um, you started
1: I, from the bottom, now you're here?
0: Yeah yeah, no. Started from the bottom now I'm here. Um you know, I did mention Cleveland a little bit, but um the Bengals at two one, interesting slightly. Um the Colts, I know Joe alluded to them. They're they're kinda interesting too. Any anytime you can go up against Jameis and the guy's gonna drop back forty plus times to throw the football um Colts but um and again, said this a couple times on the show. Not breaking news here, but the Packers at 4K. If you can find a way to to get them in against Washington and Haskins, uh, I like that play as well.
2: Yeah, I think uh, one of the ones you mentioned. I do the same thing. I just look and see like who's really cheap to start, especially on drafting. So I, I think Cincinnati at 2100 is the one that I'm kind of in on there. Uh, get an awesome. I get get a bunch of awesome pressure rate data from uh, Sports Info Solutions, and over the last three weeks cincinnati 44 percent pressure rate uh, against cleveland's offensive line that i would say is probably bottom five bottom eight in the league uh, against baker so uh, i think you'll get some leverage there because i could see these uh these cleveland guys at least gaining a little bit of ownership but I, I think that that's the cheapest that i've kind of looked into obviously at the top end i think it's pretty clearly green bay and minnesota in terms of raw points so if you can get those guys in um, i i think that that still might be a week if, if some value opens up that we could make could make some teams work with uh, some of those expensive guys in tournaments as well. But in cash games, I just almost always would like to pay down.
1: Yeah, I just put the Falcons in both lineups just because of the cheap factor, the turnover potential Kyle Allen and, you know, rush. They, they get pressure, they, not consistently, but they've been getting more. And then if you're going to force Kyle Allen to potential future nervous. I just don't love any – that's the problem. I don't love any of the defenses that are in, like, that second, third tier. Like, that make me say, like, ooh, I want that. So it's I'm not going to pay up to get to the top. Uh, So it's just, it it was Atlanta everywhere for me. So, all right. So, tournament running backs. Patrick Laird. I'm going to bring him up because there is no more Kalen Balazs ruining things in that backfield. But what if it's Miles Gaskin's time, guys? Exactly. Um, And did they
0: sign Zach Center? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Zach Uh, Center just keeps finding new teams. He really does. This is his third or fourth Good for him. Love me some Zach Center. (laughs) Yeah. Good for Zach center. Um, what does he have more teams than carries this season? Yeah, I think he may, um, but... <laughs> revenge game against everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, Laird, I, I guess, um, I don't know. He's, he could, he could be in play maybe one or two tournaments. Um, DK, especially because I feel like it's, it's his involvement through the air. Um, we didn't mention Alvin Kamara at all. I know it's San Fran, but it's seven K. Um, any interest guys?
2: I like it. Mm. I mean, you, you don't have to um, talk to me into this smile of Kamara. It's as yeah. cheap as he's ever been.
0: It's,
1: it feels like he's been on a positive regression for the entire season.
2: True. Do, what do we he think is. about his health? I think that's what you have to ask yourself with Kamara. Like, is, does he look normal out there? Like, ankle injuries for these type of guys, it's just been like something that could linger on the entire season. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably overpriced. I, I, him versus Le'Veon Bell. I don't know, maybe that's the call in tournaments if you're looking for a guy that's going to be a little bit more off the board. I don't know. And No one's going to play uh, Camara against San Francisco, so I'm totally with you on that, Chris.
0: Yeah, what's his ownership looking like, Jake?
1: For which yeah. one? For Camara?
0: For Kamara. His yards uh, per carry number has been pretty good recently, 5.8, 4.9, 5.5. It's pulling it up right now. He is seventh.
1: Seventh right behind Derrick Henry and right in front of Nick Chubb. So I'm just going to take Nick Chubb every single time. Ugh. yeah.
2: I don't know. I think I prefer Camara to, to Chubb, Actually, we could do a little prop bet on that one if you want.
1: I think on DK yeah, for we sure. We don't forget. We don't remember any of them anyway. So that's we can... true. <laughs> well, wasn't <laughs> our last
2: our last one was like the two most <laughs> egregious players of all time? They were like a both sub four K. Probably neither one saw a target. I
1: don't know. So uh, speaking of which, I, I'm kind of glad you said that. How about Darwin Thompson, fellas? No, four thousand. No, absolutely 5, not. Five yeah, thousand. Absolutely that. not.
0: No,
2: no interest whatsoever. I
0: think they I think they signed Spencer Ware because they don't I, – I don't think they like what they've seen in, in Darwin Thompson. I know he was, like, decent towards the end of the game. He got some run because the nah. game was out of hand. But why did they no, sign Spen- Spencer Ware?
1: Because they just need – they have, they need a third running back. This is J.J. Jay with the Eagles. He's not touching the
0: he field. He knows the system. Yeah, I know he's not yeah. touching the field, but I just feel like maybe Andy is not – Set on on Thompson. I don't know. I'm not gonna mess around with these KC backs. I mean, if Damian plays, maybe in a tournament, um, because you know you can pass the on. But on, that's on, the thing. If no Damian
1: and you're like down there, to Darwin and McCoy, McCoy's not going to get 15 touches. They've proven that. They're in this yeah. whole NBA rest mode
0: thing. It's too much of a mess. Absolutely it's just, Yeah, these three backs. Like what last week, they all had right around the same amount of points. But
1: I'm telling you, they're down to two, is what I'm telling you. Oh, it fits down to two. Yeah. Yeah, I would take the flyer and Darwin Thompson. I would.
0: I think I'd rather just play Shady. If I'm going to choose would. one of them, everyone's yeah, going to Darwin, I'm gonna play Darwin. <laughs> McCoy versus Shady? Sure. I mean, I've been back in Shady all year is the better Here, back in that I'll KC. I'll give you one. No, no. Back I, got one for, I got
1: one for Joe. Chris, you can tell me if you want in on this too.
0: So I will tell you,
1: if there is no Damian Williams, so it's down to McCoy and Darwin. So we, both Williams's are out. Daryl's already on the IR. So if they're, they're both out, I will take Darwin Thompson versus Kenyon
2: Drake. I'll take Drake's side of that for sure. Exactly. I knew you would. 100%. 100%.
1: Yeah. We'll do it. I'm in. You in, Chris? I don't think it's yeah, close in terms of I'm
2: projecting okay. their touches. I don't think it's close. I think Drake is, I mean, I, he was one of the guys I was going to bring up. 67 on
1: the... exchange rate, <laughs> Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's that bad, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in on, uh, I'll take the Drake side too. Let's go. Okay all right so who else and who were you just saying that you want to for Miss too
2: no i think that drake is like almost like the pivot off of like kind of the devonta freeman range so he's 5200 freeman's right. 5400 like same basically same price on vandal so i actually i, I kind of like the drake play like um i think you can, i've got him for projected for about 18 touches as well like really similar usage like worse matchup. so he's like no one's gonna play him um but yeah no i think drake's totally fine in that range i think that if there's one cheap guy outside of Devonta Freeman, and obviously Madison's a complete lock if he plays, I think Drake's like my third favorite. I think I would play Drake over Philip Lindsay. Oh, that's
1: no, an, that's another one. I'll take Philip Lindsay,
2: too. Okay, I'll take Drake again. I guess I might have to put Drake in my lineup right now. You're going to have You're to really feeling Arizona me. this week. I guess so. I guess, I don't know, this is kind of making me nervous. I'm like way on the other side for some of these plays that I know you guys are normally like really locked in, so maybe I need to take a second look at some of this stuff
0: oh <laughs> uh, any more Chris you got any I think in tournaments um, uh, Aaron Jones maybe I know Williams I know that's been a crowded backfield but again like uh, tournament play yeah, I think in I mean you're really just banking on, on touchdown. Last week was kind of annoying. He didn't get the touches inside the five that I thought he would get, and that's that's what he's gotten all year. He's been among the leaders in just red zone opportunities and that's why he has fourteen touchdowns on the season. But it is a tricky game when you're you're trying to decide, you know, which guy. I mean, Williams is they've both been basically split over the last four weeks in terms of touches and it's been Williams who's getting more of the work through the air. So that is a little puzzling, and I think that's why I'm willing to take a shot on on one of them and I would lean Jones. Again, double-digit home favorites here. There's, there's possible that it's a possibility, anyways, that Jones could get up to fifteen carries. It's something he hasn't done since Week Five or Week Five. Yeah, wow.
2: Yeah, that's all I got on, on running backs. I, I'm not really going to go too much further off the board. I don't think.
0: No, I like the Aaron
1: Jones play, and guess what, Chris? He sent DFS pass. Ten <laughs> percent off podcast. You can go read why I like Aaron Jones. I'm with you. So. Nice. Wide receiver since you got nobody else. How about let's talk wide receiver. Let's talk with game that we didn't bring up. Houston. We didn't talk DeAndre Hopkins and we didn't talk Will Fuller. <laughs> Gotta do it. What do you well, think, Joe?
2: I mean, he's in play for all the same reasons he was in play for so long earlier in the season, I think. He's fifty five hundred, he's cheap. I, I don't think he's gonna draw a bunch of ownership in this in this matchup. And again, like he's top twenty in weight opportunity over the last uh weeks I mean still looking at things that like historically matter this is what I mean this is what I'm looking at he's 2.7 yards per out run that's a really nice number like for just a little bit of context Michael Thomas 2.7 Tyreek Hill 3.0 like Will Fuller I mean I still think he's undervalued uh, from a DFS perspective for his upside at that price with some of these other guys in that range that I think probably have a, a higher floor for sure I think that Will Fuller still has a crazy high ceiling
0: uh, I don't mind Hopkins and Watson, it's, it's interesting to see Watson, um, it it certainly is price over on, uh, FanDuel. Um, he's the 11th most expensive quarterback on FanDuel and he just had a game where he had three touchdowns against the Pats. So are we really scared of the Broncos here with, with Watson? I mean, he's averaging 25 rushing yards per game. There's a slight decent floor there. Um, so I think over on, on FanDuel, if you're a FanDuel player, I mean, he's pretty good. And even on DK, I mean, Matt Ryan, Cousins, these guys are more expensive than Watson, 6'5". I, I, I'm actually not afraid of, of the Broncos.
1: I, I wouldn't be that afraid to not start DeAndre Hopkins. You know how I feel about Will Fuller. I want to bring up somebody who I think should have been brought up in cash because of his price, and I think he's in play for both because at $6,600, I'm confused. Also 6800 on FanDuel against a Jacksonville defense that doesn't exist anymore. Keenan Allen we pushed mm. Keenan Allen that far we disrespecting Keenan Allen that much he's not even facing the Broncos which everybody was scared about Chris and I said like i look I'm starting Keenan Allen. this is seasonal obviously it's like I'm not everybody's like oh well did you see what happened the first go around yeah back in the first four weeks of the season guess what we're not playing that week of the season Keenan Allen had a good game and still super 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 tied for 85th in ownership
0: Wow. And, yeah, I I kind of just glossed over him. I mentioned to him when we brought up Parker that, that Keenan Allen is cheaper than Parker. And just to look at the targets, I mean, nearly 30 targets over his last three games, 21 catches over his last three games. So as as bad as he was in that middle stretch of the season, 9 points, 5, 5, 10, 12, 7, 16, 21, 18. I mean, that's not bad at that price. And again, Jacksonville has just, they've been so bad. I mean, last week it wasn't Evans and Godwin that hit, but they had given up 10 touchdowns in the two games prior. So... Uh, i i like the spot and i i mean tournaments for sure i i think definitely the one problem is rivers man this guy looks awful
2: terrible
1: He <laughs> does look awful but he's still getting Kenny Allen the ball
0: yeah sure i don't mind that price i think i might
2: be on the hunter henry side of that passing offense like I, we mentioned melvin gordon before i think he's he's fine for tournaments but hunter henry is like in a weird price range right i don't think many people are going to play him like, what's his ownership right now jake
1: on Hunter Henry? Yeah. I have to go back to the tight end. So, okay. hold on. Give me a second. That, that well, regardless,
2: like, that we were talking about routes and routes run over the last four, like, he's someone that I I, mean, I haven't played him a ton either, but, like, talking about just, like, alphas, like guys that are talented at tight end, like Hunter hey. Henry. Yeah. Oh, he's, So, I kind of like that. I'm not a big Keenan Allen guy overall. So, um, I don't know. I think I'd prefer just to play Why Hunter Henry. Why do you Allen's
1: hate Keenan Allen? <laughs>
2: just never, never <laughs> seems to hit things that I care about, for sure. And, and I don't know, there's – I think it's a Rivers thing. Like You watch five minutes of that game and watch Rivers throw a ball right now. I just want to run the other way, so maybe both these guys are, are bad. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Fair enough, both of them are bad.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, Rivers looks awful. He really yeah.
1: does. He does, but Keenan Allen's working, though, so I'm okay with that. Anybody else at wide receiver? Who else? I was just about to bring somebody else, but I had to go to tight ends for Joe, making me bounce back and forth. So let me go back to wide receiver as I chew up time and speak a lot. I think it's DJ. That's yeah. what it was. That's Sutton. Every week he's Super in playoff tournaments.
2: Yep. What Dirt? about the Detroit guys? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to target the Vikings' defense at home in a game they have to win. They um,
1: have no pass defense.
2: That's true. Rhodes the has, most... has been, has what, one of the worst cornerbacks in the league this year?
1: That is actually, that duo is one of the worst duos in all of NFL right now. Interesting. Yeah, he
0: looks bad. David Blau, I oh, hope maybe 5-2. Marvin Jones, 5-4. No chance. I'm not doing that bunch of high-stakes guys wanted no, not, to target I'm not, not talking about Blau. Day. I'm talking no, about I Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. Um, yeah, I mean, in tournaments, it's not bad, right? Um, he had the big catch last week, but 158, five targets, four catches. He's not on my radar, um, but you got to figure that they're probably going to have to throw the football. Minnesota's a tough team to run on. They're probably going to be behind.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's it? I don't that's, think that's, I really that's all I got, man. There's lot. nothing really <laughs> else to
0: say. I mean, it is David Blau, after all. I mean, he did some all good right. things last week in Chicago. Then I'll but...
1: ask a question again. All right, last one for you guys. If Adam Thielen plays, any interest in Thielen or
0: Diggs? Okay. I would have more interest in Diggs if Thielen played, yes. i said this a couple times that Thielen more has More just... Diggs
1: than Thielen also? Uh,
0: is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, you're more like interest if... in
1: Diggs, but also you would choose Diggs over Thielen in general correct. as well. Correct. Okay. Yes,
0: correct. Yeah, um, I've said this just a couple times. He's been taken away without Thielen, um, you know, four yards, 49, 25. He had a one big game against Denver. He had a long catch. I think it was like a 60-yarder that he took to the house. But I, I think he needs Thielen on the field um, to hit. But, yeah, that Minnesota game is interesting because, again, we just don't know about Cook. Madison is going to come in, and, and this is an easy matchup for them. They're just going to run the football with Madison. Is he going to get 20 touches uh, at that price? And if he is – Active and Cook's not. I'm just gonna have all Madison. i will probably avoid the passing game.
2: If Cook is in, do you guys have any interest in Cook in tournaments? Like, if no, I mean, these are the type of situations where guess people just don't play guys that are on the injury report and all that. Like, obviously, he leaves the game last week. It's an AC joint injury, I believe. So that's something that can definitely be a recurring injury if he takes a hit. Like, he could be out right away. So like, right. 9500 is a steep price tag to pay for that type of uncertainty. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's the tournament play in the Minnesota game.
0: I like to I like to play guys like that. Mm-hmm. joe um exactly i mean it is a pain tolerance thing i probably take a couple shots before the
2: game exactly um
0: yeah 95
2: I, mean, I, I can actually speak to this specific injury this is something that i had my last year in pro and they can literally give you a quarter zone shot you don't feel a thing literally you don't feel anything so if they just shoot him up with something like that again a game where they have to win he said earlier in the week where he is absolutely playing so like i, I have some interest in dalvin cook in tournaments if he does play because i, I think that you hit the nail on the head man they're just going to Give him a quarter zone shot, it's a game they have to win. So um, I could see them leaning on him heavily and no one playing him.
1: No PEDs unless they're NFL PEDs. (laughs) Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. All right, anybody else before we talk tournament lineups overall? Like G stacking, GPPs, all that type of stuff? All the good stuff? Anything left?
0: No, that's it. Nobody else really on my radar. uh,
1: uh, That's all I was going to hit tournament quarterbacks and tight ends because we kind of brought them all up in the conversations, unless there's somebody left out for you guys.
2: Nope. Talked That's
0: about, I guess.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. So then, let's uh, let's do our lineups and see if we have any stacks in them. So as we usually have been doing, we'll combine them.
0: Stack attack. <laughs>
2: DFS battle royale. All
0: right what
1: do we got who's going first who's got the first one up this week uh joe go
2: i mean i just assume none of you guys are going to have my stack anyway but i'm going to give some people i've been tinkering a little bit so i'm going to give some people some options at the end but this is going to be the one i'm going with in our three man so sam darnold Le'Veon bell robbie anderson since jake hates robbie anderson and get some leverage off of his crowder that he probably has bring it back with my boy lenny so uh and and parker as well uh sorry Parker in that game. Leonard Fournette's my little one-off for the Jacksonville side of the ball. Then, uh, since you guys, uh, are hating on Kenyon Drake as a pivot off of, uh, kind of the Freeman side of things I'll go Drake and Vance McDonald in that game since no one's going to play Vance McDonald at that price point I guess I'm a little bit off the board but the one thing that I mentioned last week that I still want to kind of nail home for people that are building tournament lineups is really try and have your one main game stack and then have a little bit of a mini stack from another game uh, for the rest of your lineup is something that I really like to do so um, Vikings defense uh, DJ Moore again I think DJ Moore will be the guy that is the the lower owned piece uh, in that salary range on FanDuel so I'm kind of going that direction if you did Want to get put in Madison, um, it would get you up to Kittle as well. So that's the kind of uh, 2v2, Vance, McDonald, Kenny, Drake. If we do get the Madison value, you can just jam in Kittle at that point at tight end.
0: Nice. Great. Jake. Wait for all right, all right. Yeah. I don't have any, any stacks because I'm playing Gardner Minshew, Naked Minshew. Let's uh, go. He's my quarterback. Uh, Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon, uh, my running backs, Devontae Adams, Julian Edelman, Tyler Boyd wide receivers jack doyle and for you guys devonta freeman in there at flex uh Bengals defense
2: all the drake leverage let's go <laughs> all the drake
1: leverage all right uh yeah Jameis is not naked this week but uh, i do have him in there It's that's the mini stack that's really all i have is the tampa bay buccaneers i almost considered putting mike evans in there too just to see if maybe it's that one week that mm. they hit uh, if i don't go there you know we talked about a couple of them that we do like for stack reasons stack purposes i think carolina can be intriguing but i'm not touching that's that that's if like a McCaffrey, dj moore and i'll throw a flyer and ian thomas because it sounds like rick olson's out like that kind of stack so anyway Jameis winston at quarterback fournette devonta freeman running back dj moore keenan allen chris godwin at wide receiver mike gasecki at tight end at flex nick chubb and the atlanta falcons defense i love this lineup i don't know how i'm allowed to have all these players which means it's going to score 50 points
2: <laughs> we made it. We finally got Jake to play Geseki on his team. Let's go. I know it's awesome. But I mean, how
1: it. great does that lineup sound?
2: Um, it's normally you know the, normally the uncomfortable lineups that do well. That one sounds it like you're pretty. True. You're pretty confident for uh, whenever we're recording this on a Thursday.
1: I mean, it sounds amazing. I know it's probably, like, not going to end up amazing because that's what happens, as you said.
2: <laughs> I'm just pumped that I play Drake because I, I didn't expect both of you guys to play Freeman because he's kind of – you don't have to play him on FanDuel. DraftKings, he he opens up a lot, but interesting. None of us really play Christian McCaffrey it. either, huh? I know. No. It's tough. Sounds and I'm tough, always tough nervous day. not playing
0: day. McCaffrey in the three-man because I know that usually, Joe, you're all over him. And the one the time, time I didn't I play it. him – Yeah, the one time I didn't play him – I think you both had him and I had a great lineup and I still didn't win because McCaffrey went on like 50. Yeah, um interesting. I know I didn't give a stack in mind but I do think that um Odell and Baker is pretty interesting despite having the Bengals defense in there.
1: Like Yeah, it. and breaking news as we're closing this thing up, uh, Adam yeah. Thielen didn't practice today. So there's there's your Adam Thielen question right there.
0: F- they don't f- need they him did. to win that football game.
1: They don't, but it doesn't yeah, you know, it's not ha- that hasn't been good for Diggs, but as a reminder for everybody out there, Follow Chris at Chris Manning. Follow Joe at Joe Holko. I'm at All in Kid. You guys know that. Make sure you check out the DFS Pass. 10% off. Code podcast. And we'll be back, hopefully, celebrating your winnings. Check us out on Twitter. Just do so. Celebrate. We'll retweet you. We want to see these winnings. And We want to see you come back next week. We always appreciate you listening. Goodbye, everybody.